walking blues Climb the fence, books and pens I can tell that we are gonna be friends I can tell that we are gonna be friends Walk with me, Susie Lee Through the park and by the tree We will rest upon the ground And look at all the bugs we found Safely walk to school without a sound Safely walk to school without a sound school all by ourselves There's dirt on our uniforms From chasing all the ants and worms We clean up and now it's time to learn We clean up and now it's time to learn Numbers, letters, learn to spell Nouns and books and show and tell Playtime we will throw the ball Back to class, through the hall Teacher marks our height against the wall Teacher marks our height against the wall Broadcasting from the live network studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at QuizzoPodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. She thinks I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head. The bugs and alphabet. When I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. Welcome, folks, to episode 326 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, the official fall episode. We did it last week on the first day of fall, but I didn't know it was the first day of fall, so I made the intro today special folly. Did you remember to balance an egg? I did not. I did. You did? Did it work? It did, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, got a couple. Got a couple of them. That's how you know the uh, universe is still it's still uh, aligned. It's still aligned because I, uh, I, I always try to balance an egg. Nick is talking about, of course, the fall equinox, which you can balance an egg because of the gravitational pull of our Earth, which is fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, you got to get them up to room temperature, though. That's the <laughs> that's the key. You can't just go right from the fridge. You can't go for a cold egg, buddy. Yeah, you got to leave the eggs on the counter for a little. Isn't while. that an old uh, expression? You can't just use a cold egg. I've never heard that one. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm just saying it sounds like it should It does been. sound like something like... You know what they say. You can't just use a cold egg. You can't just use a cold egg. No. Well, do they say that? I guess they do. All right, Nick, uh, I have gem after gem after gem after gem for you oh, today. I don't know what to do with myself. hard then. I don't know what to do with myself. I have so many good ones in the general knowledge that it's like I don't. I got four. How am I going to choose out of these four? I don't even know. Um, God, this is so hard. So I'm going to start you off with the hardest one I got. What three-letter word in the English language holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most meanings and the longest dictionary entry? And how many letters? Three. Man, this is hard, dude. It's a three-letter uh, word. It, and out of every every word in the English language, this one, this three-letter word, has more meanings than any other word, which I found fascinating. They they said in the Guinness Book entry that I saw that the number of descriptions for this word in the dictionary totaled something like six hundred and sixty five thousand words Wait, for all of the descriptions of all the different versions of this word. What? Yeah, it just it was bonkers. 
I, I can't even. I, I, I can't even. Yeah, didn't make sense to me either. Is it a dirty word? No. The? Nope. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I just I got no idea. The word is set. S E T. S E T. Yep. Maybe like if you throw in something like a tennis term or something, because I just there's nothing I could guess. There's, there's, there's no way I was getting this there's, set. It's verbs. It's thing. It's hooks like to fix. Uh, here. Yeah. So, to set something. A table set. set like there's you know movie game, set. Movie set. Yeah, it's there's there's so many different words and versions. So I'm looking at Webster's Settings. official entry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five different groups. And then in each group is a different subgroup of what it could mean. So if people are like, what the hell are you talking about? To cause to sit, to put a fowl on eggs to hatch them, to pl- <laughs> to place in position to start running a race, to place with care or deliberate purpose with relative stability, uh, to transplant, to make a trap ready to catch prey. It's pretty much anything you do, you're setting. <laughs> you're setting it up. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so thank God we have the podcast to explain that to people. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess there's, you know... There's a way to make that a little bit easier. Yeah, I think you gotta ease up a little on that. I mean, starting with the letter S, just because the ending with three. the letter T. Well, yeah. Again, I don't know. I, I feel e? like the tennis one is not a bad clue. Okay. Because just it's like there's only so many tennis terms, right? I you like, know, you I go like to it, love, Nick. you I go like to it. game, you go to set. It's like oh, set match. Yep, All that's right. three also letters. A te- Nick, Nick got you the got you there, folks. Also a tennis term, what three-letter word in English language holds the record for the most different meanings and the longest dictionary entry? There you go. That's how we write trivia on the air, folks. (laughs) There we go. All right. Uh, The fourth estate refers to which industry? Media. Media. Yeah. Do you know how that came about, why it's called the fourth estate? Do you know what the other three are? It's government, right? It is government. And the... this is supposed to be the uh, the thing that keeps the balance. Or yeah, something. you got it. Yeah, yeah, so you got the president, right? You know, you got the legislative yep. and the judicial, judiciary. and then the there fourth are the three, estate. and then yeah. the fourth estate that keeps them all in check. <laughs> They've been doing a hell of a job. Great job. <laughs> oh, so what, wait, what, how, how much co- confidence the, how much does, does America? the fourth estate cost to buy? Why don't we start with them? I saw That's a study. It said that the thing that um, the thing that is like God, keeping Americans together more than any other. Thing it's like is, hatred of journalists. <laughs> yeah, it's like the disbelief in media is the strongest like core value that is holding. That's why I say the, the lawyers and the media folk better watch out because like if there's a revolution, that's who we're coming for. Yeah, <laughs> we're not coming for the rich necessarily. Like you're a doctor and you worked hard, we don't hate you. You're a lawyer, you better yeah. run. Uh, I'm joking, folks. I'm joking. Uh, okay, so Nick, I have three left, but they're just also. Damn good. I don't know what to do with myself. So um, I'll get through this one very quickly. I'm not going to put a lot into it, but Karen Carpenter, do you know what instrument she played? I was going to say it, but I, I'm not going to. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> don't say, say it. Those jokes are <laughs> not gonna say tired it. and old. 
Uh, Karen Carpenter, what instrument did she play? What if I told you that Karen Carpenter was once ranked the greatest living player alive of what instrument in a 1975 poll? Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, but if I had to take a stab at it, I would say that it's not guitar, not drums, not bass, not piano. So, you're already wrong. Oh, really? One of those four. She was the greatest living bassist? Greatest living drummer. And what year? 1975. So, what, Keith Moon died in 74? Nick, let me tell you something. Keith Moon couldn't hold a candle to her. Couldn't hold a candle what? to her. Wait till I show you this, okay? <laughs> this, this, I was like, this can't be real. Karen Carpenter drumming. First of all, her Did whole she band. sing while she was drumming, or she had a drummer in the band? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You ready? Oh, the first thing that comes up is Ben Affleck for me. That's oh, ironic. That's perfect. Yeah, a little, little ad that I get to skip. Glockenspiel. She played the Glockenspiel in the high school band. <laughs> Where's my drum solo? All right, you ready? Uh-huh. By the way, look at her kit. Okay. Let, okay. Let's you think. I guess it's the rest of the music that's just killing the drums. So she is a trained jazz drummer, okay? And and literally, uh, I guess, was considered one of the great jazz drummers of her time. And uh, the way she plays, like, uh, here, you ready? This is her singing and drumming at the same time. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a great judge of drums, man. I'm not. I'm just telling you. Look at her play, and she first of all, she has the Buddy Rich yeah. handles like she flew. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had no idea. No. I don't think anybody did. I mean, I think people know her. From so, like, like in the uh, Carpenters, is she playing yeah, the she drums? Plays the drums. Okay, I'm just I'm trying to think of like a video. It was just her and her husband, right? That was the Car yeah, Carpenters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like Karen Carpenter had her name on the drum set, and she was like one of the most acclaimed uh, drummers of her time. It's Very just nice. when you hear the Carpenter songs, you never think of the drums. No. It's certainly something that never not, has never been like. Did you hear the drums on that? She could play drums. Go look. Go look it up. I was skeptical too. I wanted to see, but like she's she's a jazz drummer. So like yeah. when you're a jazz drummer, you can do things that like you know. Right. 
uh, are, are pretty impressive. So, all right, you got that one. I'm going to ask this as a follow-up so that we could get through them because otherwise I can't – I have to ask these four. They're just too damn good, Nick. They're too good. So I know you want to get yours. We'll get yours, and then we'll end it. But uh, only one copy ever of the album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin exists in the world. It was sold at auction for several million dollars by what famed hip-hop act? The Fugees. Oh, what a great guess. Wait, hold on, 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 hold on. Guess hold on. one failed. Hold on. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan. Damn. So in 2015, Wu-Tang Clan Skrillex. recorded an album. You got it. Martin Skrillex is, is who bought it. He doesn't own it anymore. He lost he, it. He had to sell it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he got so the group that bought it disgraced. Uh, at auction is planning on doing something to like uh, let it out more. But like legally, they're not allowed to. So it's like this weird thing. Would it be legally the person who bought it is not allowed to let it out? Correct. Legally, the person who bought it is not allowed to play it publicly or anything. All they can do is hold listening parties. Oh, okay. So the guy that bought it said what he wants to do is possibly tour with it. And each, Interesting. And each... Uh, That's a great idea. Each, each stadium Go to like a club. A yep, yeah, go to a it. club, play it. And it's then... a listening party. Yeah, right? that's so pretty cool. People, people show up to hear this uh, rare album that you can't hear anywhere else. That's actually kind of a great idea. I think you can make more money on that than... What did, I wonder what they paid for it. He bought it out of bankruptcy for $2 million. Yeah. I mean, it cost $6 million for Skrillex. Yeah. I'm glad that that guy lost one. <laughs> that guy was the worst guy ever. ever. Is, is there like biggest piece of crap? That's why I had to that's a bigger ask piece it because of crap there's so much, in, so much interesting yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Go ahead. What do you got for me? Uh, what celebrity and cellmate of Jordan Belfort encouraged him to write the book that inspired The Wolf of Wall Street? Jesus, I knew this because I've heard him interviewed before. What celebrity and cellmate of Jordan Belfort Encouraged him to write the book that inspired the Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street up there on uh, Netflix. Is it Chong? Yeah, good job, <laughs> Tommy Chong. I was like reading into I this guy like, to see I if I got any trivia, and I'm like, something Tommy weird Chung about this. Is the no... guy that told him to write the, the book that became the Wolf of Wall Street? Because <laughs> I heard it. I heard that story. First of all, Doug Elin is very good friends with uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, the real guy. And he Belfort. had him, yeah, Belfort, Jordan Belfort. He had him. First of all, I'm connected with him on LinkedIn, which is pretty cool. Um, I did see that he has LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm connected with him. I've I've had a conversation with him before. He's very polite, and he basically is like, buy my book. You know, it's like, yeah, he's a motivational speaker. Correct. And and he'll connect with you on the grounds of maybe thinking you're booking him for motivational speaking. Sure. Right. So, um, but but Elon had him on uh, the Victory podcast. Shout out to Victory the podcast, and he gave his whole story, and. Uh, he went to Doug Elin before Scorsese bought the script and was like, do you think this book should be something? And Doug Elin was like, yeah, this is unbelievable, whatever. And he tried to help get it going, but they couldn't get anything. And I think there was some connection between Leo and uh, – help me out. I don't want to call him uh, Eric uh, on e? the show. Yeah, on the show, but what's his uh, – uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Connolly. Kevin Connolly. Uh, who knows uh, Leo from back in the day. They were uh -huh. like child actors together. So that's how it got to Martin. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, the rest Oh, yeah, because Leo is a producer on that or something. He's got some, Leo yes. has some kind of a. Correct. So he knew, beyond Leo the, knew uh, about it from Kevin Connolly through there Doug Ellen and Entourage. So And Tommy Chong we have Tommy to Tommy Chong. <laughs> how did I remember that? That's ironic, too, because weed. <laughs> you know, I just the fact that you could selling yeah, bongs, selling bongs. He arrested on, Tommy Chong in like magazines, right? It was bongs. like mail order bongs. Yeah, water pipes. They're not called bongs, Nick. 
Um, all right, here we go. My final question of enter uh, general knowledge before we move on to sports. Nick, Jerry Lewis's last feature film, the 1982's The King of Comedy, was directed by who? The King of Comedy. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of the Kings of Comedy. No. That's different. You asked me that a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and when I searched it to find out who I was missing, you found the I King found of Comedy? The King of Comedy. Jerry Lewis's last movie, 1982. Um, last feature film. Not his last appearance in anything, but his last feature film. All right. I got. I know it's got to be a big guy. Why would I ask? <laughs> Why would you ask it? It's down to like you yeah, it's know, not Penny Marshall. No, no, it's like Spielberg or you know somebody of that ilk. Um, well, if you heard the guest star, or if you heard the co-star, you'd, you'd probably get it in a second. So that's why I can't say anything. What what the heck? I'll say Scorsese since we were. On you the- got it. <laughs> All right, damn. The King of Comedy stars damn. Robert De Niro and yeah. Jerry Lewis, there and you basically go. it's a Joker. Ba- De Niro plays a psycho stalking wannabe stand-up comic who idolizes Jerry Lewis and starts stalking him uh, and then kidnaps him. Wow. And I've never heard of the movie. How did it do on, uh, like, the you know, those rating points? Not good. No? <laughs> it wasn't it was good. absolute box office bomb. Wow. Okay. Uh, like, it was such a bad box office bomb. They said it ended Jerry Lewis's movie career. And Scorsese lost eighteen million dollars on it of his own money. Not of not of his own money, but that's what oh, it, it okay. cost. Eight. It cost almost. Uh, it grossed like two, and it cost like eighteen to make or something, which was an enormous amount of money at the time. Right, but you didn't see De Niro doing many flops back in. Uh, no, 82. not in nineteen eighty-two. But let's see of comedy box office history. So yeah, two point five million against a nineteen million dollar budget. Wow, so massive. Flop for Scorsese, and like if you saw the cover, and it's what do we got? Yeah, like that's probably why I never <laughs> picked it up at the <laughs> movie store. <laughs> but yeah, I I found there's that. a short list of Scorsese movies that I have not seen, and you can add that movie to it. Well, let, let's add one more. The uh, I never the, saw Mean the, the lead female role was played by Sandra Bernhard. Mm. Who was great in uh, Hudson Hawk, though. Yes, that that is her redeeming <laughs> quality. But, yeah, this was not a uh, not a gem. All right, let's go with sports here. Please. Uh, who has the most passing yards in a single game of any Ohio State quarterback in NFL history? Who has the most passing yards in a game? Did it just happen? Of any Ohio State quarterback in NFL history. Is it this kid? Why would I? Why would I be asking? It's against Notre Dame, right? The game against Notre. No, Dame. no, no. In NFL history. Oh, in NFL history. Wait, the most passing yards of any Ohio State QB in, in a single game in si- NFL history. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yeah. In his second game, he set the Ohio State record for most passing what, yards. Did in Brian game. Hoyer have it beforehand? It's not Justin Fields. I'll right. Let's. That. Yeah. It's. They, we read the list. The list of Ohio State quarterbacks is very, very bad. He had 380 yards in his uh, second. He's on the short list now after three games of the guys with the most yards yeah. in nope. their first He's, three games. He can play it's football, like, man. If you watch him play football, you go like, that guy can play football. If you watch Justin Fields play football, you'd think, that guy can't play football. I'm trying to remember who's number one. It's not Patrick, but like number two is Justin Herbert. Oh, number one is Cam Newton. 
Oh yeah. So the yeah, most yards in the first four fifty in his first game. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's Cam Newton. He's got the most in his Justin first game. Herbert, CJ Stroud. All right. In their oh, first three games. Off to a good start. So, I love it. Nick, who is the only member in Major League Baseball history of the 40-70 club? 40 home runs Acuna. and 70 steals. You yeah, got it. That just son it. of a bitch, man. Imagine having that guy in your division. Oh, my God. And he's 40 he, signed me. He signed forever. Like, ever. He signed an 11-year deal. And, and it's like, oh, God. I got his brother, though, in the yeah, yeah, there you Hopefully go. Hopefully his brother <laughs> can do something <laughs> like that. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to be booed. Oh, my <laughs> you're God. Merciless I am against just, that guy. I am just like. Oh, man. I'm not asking you the trash. That, that whole Braves team is like 25 and under and signed for a decade. Yeah, it's just like. That's who we're, we got to get there. I, I, I knock on wood. I think this is the Milwaukee Brewers' year to win the World Series. I feel magic in this It's the, the year club. to come through with something because, it's, you know, the Braves always choke. And the Dodgers, the Dodgers always are choke. overrated. They and haven't the, played, the Dodgers haven't played a meaningful game in so freaking long that there's no, there's been no pressure on them at Th- all. This is the worst American League I remember in my entire life. I don't remember the American League ever being the this. The Brewers bad. have an incredible starting three. Yeah, like you're going to go against Burns, year. and you're going to go against uh, Woody, and you're going to go against Peralta, and then we got Wade Miley in long relief, and then we put a lineup together finally. We had no lineup the whole season. Traded for Canna. Traded for uh, for Carlos, um, uh, was our first baseman, Santana, Carlos. And then we we got Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, the Yankees, paid him $38 million for two years. He batted 154, one home run and 13 RBIs in that time for them, right? They released him. We signed him. He's been playing for us for like two and a half weeks, three home runs, 10 RBIs, and is batting close to 300 because that dude hates big markets. He's a Midwest Played for Toronto, Minnesota. Never big market. As soon as he gets to the Yankee Stadium, eh, Brewers? Woo! So that was, was he not... third baseman? Yeah. It's like he's the Zach Greinke. He's two-time MVP. He's the Zach Greinke, third baseman. We we are ready to put a team and, together. No, in this October. is the, this is the year. We to got get Christian Yelich back and hitting yeah. like uh, like an all-star again. Willie Adamas at short. Like I'm ready to roll. We got a team. Sal Freelick, my favorite. Maybe my gonna be my favorite Brewer ever by the time it's all over. He's like. You know when you when you meet that baseball kid who's just like doesn't do anything except singles and doubles and chasing down fly balls and just gritty uh-huh. and puts fifteen pitch at bats all the time like that's yeah. Sal Freelick. All right, moving on. All right, uh, what conference has four teams in the top ten? This is for college football. Okay. What conference has four teams in the top ten? SEC. Very respectable. You wouldn't be asking if it was the SEC. I, I jumped at that too quick. ACC? What conference in its final year? Pac-10 or 12 or 15 or 8 or 3. Pac-12 has pack. four teams in the top yeah, 10 none and, of them will, and they're going to cease to exist? Yeah, but none of them will be there. Can you name them? USC. Okay. Check mark. Washington. Check mark. This is Washington's year to Michael Penix is awesome. They have great two great receivers. Do you know they're averaging defense. nine yards in offensive play? Uh-huh. So every time they snap the ball, have you seen Michael Penix play? <laughs> they're getting nine yards. He's a lefty. Yeah, he's averaging twelve yards a pass attempt. 
an attempt. So when it's incomplete, well, they have, that means he's going for 24 yards on the next attempt. They have two potential first-round receivers. I don't understand receivers. how that. two potential first-round receivers in him, so that's a pretty. I mean, how does that even make any sense? 12 yards a pass attempt? else? So we got Washington. We got USC. I don't. I mean, one was just in the news last week because they took care of Coach Prime. Oregon. There you go. I can't, it, it's not UCLA. No, it's not. They stink. They, they, no, they don't stink. But, but they're not. They're not there. Uh, who's the other? There's one? some other good. T- there's Utah. Oh. yeah, but like, dude, Washington State is undefeated. That's Oregon great. State is ranked. It's great. Um, yeah, it's it's, they'll all it's, make, it's 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 such a they'll all make excellent additions. They get what they deserve. They all <laughs> were so greedy with what they wanted from a money deal that, but they by time the game of musical chairs ended, they had no uh, partner left. Um, all right, Nick, what NFL player played uh, or will play in a foreign city, but by the time people hear this, played in a foreign city, that shares his last name week four of the 2023 NFL season? Uh, okay. Uh, the city? Mm-hmm. Drake London. Yeah. <laughs> Drake London will play R- arrives in London. Arrives in London. That'd yeah. be great. I wonder if it's his first time. Drake in London. <laughs> I, I, I thought that, that was funny. Uh, I thought that was funny. That is funny. All right, uh, geography, history. Yeah, what is the world's largest hot desert? The Sahara. Yeah, yeah, you got it. The Sahara. Okay, because yeah, when hot. you ask that question, the and desert, then Antarctica, it's Antarctica. You, you get you get booed. Up. Yeah, yeah I, so I, was I like, hate you. I got the solution to that. Technically, it's true. Hot. Yeah, somebody at like uh, called me on pitch black, and they're like. No, that's not the darkest, darkest shade. There's a chemical creation called Valtrax Black. Or, and he shows oh, me this thing. I'm like, well, Valtrax Black is not I'm like, anything to do with tar. tar. <laughs> I'm like, it's not <laughs> created from the tar. Uh, substance. Right. That's the, this. He goes, but you said darkest shade. And I was like, so the question's not right. And I was like, dude, dude. one of the darkest shades. Happy? Go have a beer. Yeah. You know it's who you are. Be, it's supposed to be fun. Um, Nick, zero, 30, 300. Roughly, how many bridges cross the Amazon in South America? Biggest river? Oh, 300. There's no bridges? <laughs> there is not a single bridge crossing the Amazon. What? You want to know why? <coughs> I have a perfectly logical reason. I can tell you because I learned. I All right, why? Let me think for a second. Why? I, I don't. How do people get to the other side? Carry <laughs> your boat. Okay. There's not a single bridge crossing in the entire Amazon. And the reason why? During the rain season in January, the Amazon can rise as much as 30 feet on all directions. So what starts as a very dry piece of land most of the year can get wow. absolutely flooded and inundated to the point where you couldn't even build a span bridge big enough to handle. That's crazy. At its height. That is crazy. Isn't that insane? Wow, what a strange thing. Zero bridges. I found that, like, wow, fascinating. I think it might be the same as the Nile. I don't think there's any bridges crossing the Nile because the Nile floods every year. Same thing happens. It, it goes so well, look far. It up. How many bridges cross the Nile? Do, 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 do. I can't believe I never... Know this. Well, that's why we do this. I have to test you every week. Yeah. The same thing. There's bridges that cross the Nile for sure. Ginger Nile Bridge, the Mbada Bridge, the October Bridge, the Kassar Al Nir Bridge. There's not a ton, though. No. Nope. It's not like you would think. There are five bridges on the Blue Nile. That's it? And two on the white. Okay. Yeah. It's not a lot. Not easy. Not easy. 
Isn't that crazy? But yeah, type it in. You can Google. Why aren't there any bridges crossing the Amazon? 21 answers. The Amazon region is sparsely populated and underdeveloped. There aren't a lot of large bridges in the region simply because there's not a lot of interest in funding such an expense project. Right. That's true. You got the headhunters and stuff down there, too. So Yeah, there's several Nobody wants to get eaten while you're down there building a bridge. It's just it gets extremely wide and deep during the uh, during the season. That's why. That's all. Thirty miles. You can't go from three miles and you build a bridge for three miles and then it's thirty miles. <laughs> it doesn't work. Your car won't work. Uh, who was the first sitting U.S. president to visit a picket line during a strike? Ooh, I know the first U.S. president to visit a foreign country was Roosevelt visiting. Uh, Panama, bum, 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 picket strike, do, do, do. Lincoln? Joe Biden. What? Him going to Detroit was the oh, first yeah, you're time right. All the sitting... old U.S. presidents would send the army after killing him. <laughs> I forgot. They're like, picketers, <laughs> kill him. Send the Pinkertons after them. Yeah, it's the first president so to go Biden's to a picket So Biden's the first line. one. He went to the UAW in uh, Detroit, and, Michigan. And... <clears throat> wow. I don't even know what to say about that guy. Like, I heard one clip. I was waiting for cracked, something. Like, I was hoping for something. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> where he just was like, and then we got the sheriff's damn happens. And, and, and Joan, Shingang, 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 Koawa. And, and they just paused and they're like, <laughs> What, what did he? What did he just say? <laughs> you could listen to it a hundred times, Nick. You won't make out what the guy said. It's it's impossible to, uh, it's impossible to hear. It's uh, it just. And 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 Joan, Shingang, I'm going to pronounce Shanga, Koawa. I wish I had it for you. Wish I had it for you. Anyway, what do you got? Uh, entertainment. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, I did have a question about the Roman Empire because okay. because now I want to ask every single week just to piss off the women of the world a question about the Roman Empire because you know this meme going around like how much time men spend thinking about the Roman Empire. So when I asked that question, you didn't you didn't see this? Yeah, trailer. I did, but I I didn't. How much time is it? I don't know, but supposedly, like, when a survey was done, yeah. like, 93% of men responded that they spend some time during the week contemplating the Roman Empire. Okay. So it's, like, apparently on the minds of every single man out there All for right. some reason. I would think in a week, I would definitely think about the Roman Empire more Why? than once. <laughs> Why? Why? Would you ever think about it? It just comes up. <laughs> that's I don't what, know. That's what's so I, funny I, about I mean, it. It's such a, a weird, week? random thing. But that's why I'm determined. To I mean, keep I that also research trivia for a living, so I need. I want to. I want to keep that. Uh, bit, I want to keep that trend growing. But uh, I assume you know this. What what two languages were the most heavily spoken in the Roman Empire? Uh, Latin. That'd be one. It's not Italian. I mean, I would think Italian. <laughs> no, I have Italian. All right. Uh, Latin and Aramaic? Greek. Oh, okay. They spoke Greek. They spoke Greek. Most people spoke Greek. Huh. Greek was what all the ancient texts were written in, and Latin was really just a little adaptation of Greek. 
Okay. It's basically like slang Greek. Romanized. Romanized. Yep. Okay. 100%. All right. Entertainment. When did the Italian language come about? In its modern form is different than in ancient Latin. Like, the Italian language evolved out of Latin, like, okay, you know, over... I mean, I knew it was a Romance language, so I figured it came along with all the rest of, like, Spanish. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll have that answer by next week. I don't want to lead the people down a false trail. Gotcha. All right, uh, what screenwriter has received the most Oscar nominations? Hitchcock? Nope. Meh. I think this guy was, like, nominated for an Oscar almost every year for a long Disney? time. Disney? <laughs> Not... Disney is nominated the most. I'm saying of screenwriters. Uh, what screenwriter has the most nominations? I have no idea. Woody Allen. Ah, uh, yeah. Kind of made yeah, like a movie wrote, a year yeah, forever. Yeah, every every one of them. Mm-hmm. I would like everybody to introduce to my child bride. Supposedly that's what he <laughs> that's what he says at dinner parties when he brings in like oh, fifty three year old Sunier. I can watch almost anything. But I watched the Woody Allen documentary. I mean, it maybe it was like four episodes. I couldn't do it. I I, only, I had to give up. Uh, I, I liked two Woody Allen movies. I liked the Annie one, Hall, Annie Hall, which is a masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah. There's no question. And I loved uh, Point Break. Point Break or was it called? Not no, Point no, no, Break. no. I'm sorry. Match Point. Match Point. <laughs> that was Point awesome Break too. with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Match Point. No, yes, Match Point Scarlett was Scarlett awesome. Johansson and uh, yeah, I like more than just those two, but those those two were probably were my favorite. One of my that, that was Match one Point my... one was not like a Woody Allen that movie, was amazing though, movie, but it was a great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I, I it, it had one of the best yeah endings ever. Yeah, like great. just just of you not. Yeah, it was so crazy. That was crazy. Just I still like, think about that. The difference of the ball hitting the net and going well, over. And you, you and didn't get the analogy just, the whole time yeah, until the end. Yeah, and then it was just great. the ring. It was just the, the ring. difference of the yep. ring. Crazy. Um, all right. Uh, Nick, what actor played piano alongside Christopher Cross's singing of Arthur's theme at a live performance in 1982? Dudley Moore? Yes. All right. Did you know Dudley Moore was like an amazing pianist? No, I didn't. Amazing pianist. Go look up that version of Christopher Cross playing guitar and Dudley Moore on piano playing Arthur. It's unbelievable. It's All one right. of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Did Dudley Moore ever do anything besides that role? I mean, was that just he was just that role? He did a couple of things. I, uh, yeah, it's sad. He died in New Jersey. I don't know if you knew. He's buried in New Jersey. He's buried uh, in North Jersey, but uh, he got a rare brain disease. He died at 66 years old, like very, very young. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't like he was that young of a guy. You know what's crazy? I read his brain disease made it seem like he was drunk. That's what made him so good at that. So, no, because that happened years later. That was, uh, like, over a decade later. But for the last two years of his life, people thought he was just, like, this, alcoholic. like, fall-down alcoholic. And he was just dealing with this crazy brain disease where his speech was slurred and he couldn't. I would have thought know, he was just stand. pretending to be Arthur still, still for up. two years. You meet him, you're like, the guy was in character all the time. <laughs> it's like the kid who played Elvis that can't get <laughs> out of the Elvis <laughs> role. <laughs> oh, hello, man. It's like, dude, <laughs> you're not you're not really Elvis. You're from Ohio. It's like Dudley, you're not mm. really Arthur. What you got? All right, my last one. What band is releasing their first album in 22 years? Give me a lot of these lately. Well, I gave you the 18 years for the Stones. Yeah. This is 22 years. I do have a... I need something. All right, I got I got something. As part of the Troll soundtrack. Smash Mouth? No. No, They've they've had... had, uh, What band is releasing their first album in 22 years as part of the Trolls soundtrack? 
So you didn't hear didn't that these guys were getting back together? No. Didn't ABBA do something recently? No. This One of the members of this band had a big hit with that Trolls franchise. I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, this is vomitous. <laughs> um, so let me just see which one he's in. Uh, I think he was in Backstreet Boys, right? It's not correct. In Sync. He was in Sync. Okay. I couldn't remember. It's Justin Timberlake. Yes. And he had the Trolls hit. He's, with, I think he's got a piece of that franchise or something. Whatever that song. Yeah, this is actually a good song. Great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's tolerable. Can't 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 stop the feeling. Yeah, something, yeah. Like something like that. Dance, dance, dance. I don't want to play that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will not be playing that. No, I'd but, rather do Arthur's theme to but leave. You can you. look forward to uh, Instinct. Arthur's theme. Now you can't. Nick, my last question: What character has been played on screen by both Richard Harris and Michael Gambon? Uh, Dumbledore. You got it. All right. R.I.P. Yep. Both Dumbledore. Of them, both of them gone. So, all right, folks, that does it for episode 326 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. For Nick, my name is Drew. We'll see you next week. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.
and Joan, Shengang, I'm going to pronounce it right, Shanga Koawa. Ko- 